Welcome on the Crochet Podcast, the podcast to learn everything about your favorite crochet artist. You are joining us for the very first episode, so the sound may not be perfect, it may be some echo, but my first guest is definitely perfect. You probably know her under the name Curious Papaya. She's been my friend for a while and always been a source of inspiration for me. Let me introduce you guys to Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for accepting to be my first guest on the Crochet Podcast. It means so much for me. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that you thought of inviting me to be your very first guest. I feel like that the stakes are high. We got to make you look amazing. Not that you already aren't. <laughs> oh, thank you. It will be amazing. Thanks to you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, I was texting you all this time, like, okay, I'm on my way home. This morning was like uh, chaos because our both of our kids are officially starting like daycare or like their school, which means I'm like, this is like kind of like day one of being truly full time because I would say like I'm doing crochet designing, but even though I'm staying at home, it's like my full time job was you know stay at home mom. Yes, it's actually yeah. so it, you know it's a lot more work than a lot of people may. May yes. think, right? That's why so, I'm having this podcast just to show <laughs> the real life. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, and so, like, I'm on cloud nine right now. Like, I know both of my kids are having so much fun being socialized yeah. and, like, you know, getting enrichment that is hard for me to give just myself because um, they're getting at the age where they're they're just so incredibly active. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so I feel great. I. Um, officially writing on full-time crochet design designing as of today yeah <laughs> oh wow that's official full-time mm -hmm. <laughs> so we will talk about yeah. that later how you manage sure. you know like to do everything but first mm -hmm. <laughs> I want everybody knows you as Curious Papaya but I want to know who is Amy so can you please introduce yeah. yourself Sure. Um, so my name is Amy. I am the designer behind Curious Papaya, and um, I was an elementary educator as well as a designer. Um, that role has mm -hmm. now shifted right now. Like I said, I'm only doing designing. Um, yeah, I've always really enjoyed, you know, creating anything. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing like hand, like wheel um, pottery throwing and stuff for a long oh, time, okay. and then. Yeah, I loved painting, like, really seriously. Like, it wasn't just, like, you know, like, make you whatever. which is go seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. I would get, like, really hyper-obsessed with, like, a new craft. Um, I think it's because I like to, like, challenge myself and, like, see. I, I just, I can't get away from creating, you know. That is yes. <clears throat> something that, like, makes me feel alive and feels I feel fulfilled through, like, making art in that way. Yes. And, like, yeah, I mean, you know. Um, but, yeah, and I, I'm located in the Bay Area, uh, mm -hmm. California. So that's in – most people recognize, like, San Jose um, or San Francisco. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, those are the places um, that I say if they don't know Bay Area. So, yeah, I'm there. Okay, well, thank you so much. And <laughs> I know you – 
you told <coughs> in your story once that you started as a do-it-yourself content blog. You started your blog like that. Ooh. When was it? When was that? When did you start? Um, I don't know if I did a, a DIY blog, though I did create like some other craft um, blogs like for punch needling and also um, like making pom-pom crafts with clover okay. needle crafts. Yeah, um, and that, those were like um, projects that we collaborated in. Um, but in terms of like DIY stuff, a lot of it was like informal, just like when I feel like creating something, uh -huh. I would share about it because like to my surprise, people would be like, oh, how'd you do all these questions? And so yes. happy to share. Like I said earlier, like I, uh, I was a teacher. Um, and um, yeah, so I just love to share the. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I can really see that you were a teacher when I look at your content because you explain <laughs> everything so well, you know, and everything oh. is so is so in detail so I can totally see that and I was always curious about your background so yeah. I'm, I'm just not surprised you know about that and oh thank you <laughs> and why did you decide to stop teaching and create your you know like curious papaya mm -hmm. oh man that's a tough question I mean I never thought I was going to get away from teaching I fully went into it wholeheartedly, like, thinking I would teach for the rest of my life. And it's not off the table, but, like, as of this current life stage with a three-year-old and a one-year-old, um, for me, I was, like, running so thin on everything. <laughs> yes. And I realized, like, you know, teaching, like, is a profession that requires you to be, like, fully present. You're talking all day you're yes. engaging with people all day your social meter like really has to be there you know yeah. and um I absolutely love it um I I don't see myself fully being done with teaching just yet like I'll be teaching in some shape or form I love working with kids especially um but yeah I think it was the right call for me yeah. to put our family first and um at the time too My son was a lot more, like, accident-prone, like, <laughs> as I kind of shared a little bit. Um, so when I make the move to, like, going back to the classroom, um, it just wasn't working out. He was, like, not doing okay. He couldn't adjust without me. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I just realized, like, first and second kid, like, they're very different from each other and my son in particular just needed me more so yes yeah I understand <laughs> yeah so you just decided to to go full-time yeah full-time yeah mm -hmm. and also to stay home with him a little longer and like at the time I was very uh how do you say doubtful of myself if yeah. this was the right call because this is also meaning that we were going to be on a single income like minus yes you know my crochet income but it was the right decision and yes. I'm so grateful for all okay. of the affirmation and support from other people who were in my position um you know who were just reminding me like it's 100% worth it you know it's yes. like, it, it might be hard but like they grow so fast and this is yes. like when they need you the most right or they never stop needing you but 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I totally understand how much like you want to pre yeah. prioritize your family because I did cr start my crochet business in order to be home one day, the day I have kids. So I can totally understand your decision. Um. But um, I understand how much it can be stressful of a decision too. And you don't know if you are making the right decision until it works. Mm -hmm. So can, can you s tell me like if today crochet is bringing you revenue and how long did it take for you to bring some revenue? Yeah, the juicy stuff for yes. sure. Everybody um. wants to know that <laughs> nobody ever ask you so i was right. like okay i'm just gonna ask all you. right for sure yeah um i'm happy to talk shop um like when i first started crocheting i didn't have thoughts about monetizing it it was really yeah. for fun and then you know like many other people it started off with like friends and family being interested in commissioning you and um that really helped start me off but of course i realized um like i can only handle so many commissions because uh, I think my heart was in designing what I, makes me happy you know and also yes. like something I want to have full creative freedom over and um, so I began like designing and putting out free patterns just to like learn from the process and also gain like trust from followers in the quality of my work and content um, and then I released my first couple of patterns like in 2020 I think okay yeah so you know and ago. um no no I'm sorry no no 2019 oh my goodness yeah because wow. I started in 2018 fast. yeah it's crazy to think oh my goodness yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um like I remember thinking all right I've been talking about this like little ghost pattern that um, I just came out with all week and like you know people keep on saying how cute it is how much they like it so I was expecting like you know at least for a couple of sales and yes. then it didn't come yeah. and I was like so anxious I was like okay I'm gonna go on a walk you know I remember having my phone in my hand waiting for like the Etsy sound Etsy, to pop up yeah. and it didn't you know and and I think that was like um like a good lesson because nobody is there to coach you in these things right mm -hmm. and just because like you have lots of fans and admirers of your work I mean doesn't mean that that'll convert to sales yes. a lot of them don't even crochet so why would they buy a pattern right um yeah and then so slowly as I began to build more like credibility as a designer like yes you will find like high quality content and um, the pattern the patterns have um, reproducibility, which is like, it'll look similar to what you created, which is what people want, right? They don't want yes. something that's like not matching oh. the photos, for instance. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I added more of those designs to my shop, that's when like little sales came in here and there. And I remember the feeling of just like, wow, you know, the first sale being made. And um, I did lower my prices in the beginning to give people more of a chance to like try me out and not have that fear of like, well, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, this much on a mediocre pattern, right? If there are zero sales in the shop and whatnot. So yeah, it took time in that way. Um, but also with uh, experience, you know, your designs improve 
And um, I remember hosting free crochet alongs was a huge part of, like, helping my brand become more reputable. Okay. Yeah. And then so I think that same year of when I started designing, I um, was creating a Christmas crochet along. And this was, like, okay. right around the pandemic. So 2020, um, there was, like, a huge toilet paper shortage. Uh, I'm not sure if you were... Yeah, no, it here was at the that same time, right? You okay, yeah. <laughs> I remember you saying you moved, yeah, sometime after that point. Um, yeah, but it wasn't an so, issue. Wow, it was worldwide. <laughs> Everyone was so like terrified they were crapping themselves. <laughs> I'm no. sure some the hoarding are still mentality. Using the one they, they bought during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, I think, like, as, like, a way to cope with that humor, I, like, created a, a um, toilet paper, like, roll, you know, like, ornaments thing. And I don't think much of it. Yeah, I, I absolutely will. Um, I think that crochet along, though, was, like, my very first time doing what I love, which is, like, hosting events, bringing people together. And I had okay. a small audience. I had maybe, like, just a thousand or, or smaller, you know, um, yes. where it's, it might not be as easy to be seen is all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, I listened to my gut because originally my crochet along design was a little snow bear, like a, a bear that looks like a snowman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I listened to the reaction people were having to seeing both of the products and a lot of them seem to just need that comedic relief in some ways you know and like an easy project that also yeah just brought out some laughs as a way of coping with how chaotic everything was during that time yeah and then so um that also helped boost a lot of sales because a lot of people were finding me through etsy's seo when my shop was oh, brand yes. new. Yeah, and okay. I think at the time, too, like, that platform, I have a, I have to thank it a lot, even though people always criticize, like, Etsy for its fees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, their SEO is still what brings in the majority of my yes. sales, even yeah, over my good. personal website. Um, yes. Yeah, that's one thing that people don't understand, you know. Having your own website, like, paying for the hosting, your domain, all of your security, all of your ad blockers, and a bunch of, like, add-ons and stuff like that, it adds up. So it's not yes. necessarily cheaper, but and it the is... the management also of the website. Oh, yeah, yeah for you... sure. The I wanted to ask everything. you about that, too, mm-hmm. because I know you've been talking about uh, it, too. Right. It definitely segues into, like, is it worth having your own website versus starting off on Etsy, right? But um, I guess... Basically, that's a little bit of my journey. It's kind of all over the place, um, but I really just went with the flow. At the same yes. time, also being very passionate and ambitious about my goals. Yeah. Um, but at the heart of it all, it was the the love for creating and the love for bringing people together that yes. drove it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that crochet along um, was free, like I said, but because... I was being found on Etsy. Um, actually, I listed it for like really cheap, like I think okay. like fifty cents or thirty cents, something where it was like after all the fees, it evened out. <laughs> but um, 
it was still like, oh, people see a pattern for 30 cents. And, you know, there's no hesitation. They're like, sure, I'll give yeah. it a try. And then um, that helps, like, bring up sales on my shop as well. I don't, like, recommend, like, this is the way to do it. But, like I said, I was yeah. just, like, I had no experience. And I was just like, oh, well, this is working. <laughs> yes, it's a good so. way to, to bring consumers, you know. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I do remember during that time, um, coupled with paying Etsy a dollar a day for ads because they kept driving it on your yes. dashboard, you know, it was yeah. bringing in like 30 to 35 sales a day, which is, yes. um, it helped a lot in the early days. I don't make yeah. that much many sales like today, <laughs> but my, my prices are like more fair today to me. <laughs> are you still uh, mm -hmm. using ads? on Etsy? No, I actually, um, I'm on and off. Like there are yes. seasons where I'm like, okay, sure. Like, but every single time I've jumped, um, with making an investment, it could feel scary because, uh, you know, the patterns are only a few dollars itself and mm -hmm. ads may feel like a lot that you're investing in, but, um, I think it's highly, highly worth it if it's done yes. in the right way, when right time. Yes. So that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you are 100% right about that and also about <laughs> the timing. Like, yeah, you know, sure. like if you focus on a period like Christmas or stuff like that, I know it works very well. Yeah, definitely, because people are looking for all of the holiday patterns and it's just a way to make your brand, like, put out there and to be known. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's been a process, you will say, of like two, two years before, like, you know, having some result in terms of profit? I would say um, ever since I started designing, uh, excuse me, sorry. It's okay. Um, I, I think I was like putting out maybe 20 to 30 patterns a year. Um, some of them simpler, some of them more complex. Um okay. Yeah, and then so because of that, I think I'm trying to think back right now. Like the first year, it was nice, like pocket change, you know, I think yes. from collaborations and yeah, um, commissions or whatnot, maybe a thousand or so, right? The second yes. year I did it, okay, it's like becoming more substantial after working with brands and also uh, making more like segue with my like shop and whatnot it mm -hmm. was it increased to like five thousand, and then you know last year it increased to um i think almost around thirty thousand. so okay. it's it's well, been like good. yeah I'm, i'm talking numbers here and i don't have like the stats in front of me um but uh it, it really does it, it was becoming a way where i could like sustain our Yes. ourselves and like being single income because now it's like a partial secondary yeah. income for this area at least um yeah i i think that's good and i always say you know no matter what we talk about crochet so i'm always surprised about the numbers you know when i see sales yeah. on and i'm like wow i made that out of crochet you know and yeah and it's, it's always it is really so nice great. once like your design is finished And it's up there. It's 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 a kind of passive income, you yes. know. Like I was able to go on a trip, for instance, and not really be manning my shop, but then it was still bringing in income. Yes. And that's what was really 
nice that's about it. That's the best thing. That's the best thing about <laughs> online business. I think you can, you know, I, I was sick last week. I had COVID and just to see, mm. you know, you still do sales and stuff. It's like, oh, I built everything for this reason, you know. Yeah, that's really smart, investing in your future yeah. and stuff, because I know you were mentioning you want to start a family and all that. Yes, that yeah. was my goal for sure. Like I wanted oh. to, I used to work in retail. So for me, uh. my goal was to have something at home, you know. Wow. How are you feeling, by the way? I mean, you look totally great. I wouldn't have guessed I, that you're still recovering. <laughs> thank you. I put some makeup on. I, I survived, I will yeah. say. <laughs> but it's I'm like, okay. it's, it's the fatigue, at least from yes. when I'm thinking to when our family had it all. Yes, it's it's yeah. very tiring, I will say. But I feel better. Thank you so much. Oh, good. I'm talking glad. about family, I'm always, I know you, you put out a lot of content all the time. You know, on Instagram, you are very active. And on TikTok also, you are very active. How do you manage? <laughs> but now you have your kids at school. But before mm -hmm. that, how did you manage to have your kids at home and still Ooh. like film? reels because i want yeah. to know the secret so there are days where creativity just strikes and yes. you have a small window of time and you film while you're distracting them with something coco yes. melon miss rachel you know they've got my back right okay. and then okay. a lot of the time you'll see that my recordings have a voice over over it and so yes. it, it could be chaotic and everything but then i work on the recordings at night when everybody is oh. down yeah that's and a secret okay that's one thing there are days where i just can't like you know sprint through this race and um i do a lot of recording at night or like when the kids are at nap time but also my husband is really gracious and very supportive and helpful and there are times where they're like please could you take the kids out you know play with them outside in the backyard so i could do this recording and i'll be like so like stressed because I'll have I'll have been interrupted maybe twenty times mm. within the last like hour and a half and I'm trying something and like you know it's not always smooth I don't have a perfect formula working full time while watching kids imagine mm. doing that like when you're in a business meeting or you know you're yes. trying to calculate numbers or stuff like that so yeah most times like they play really well together and also like on their own and of course they come first. Um, yes. but when they are like really cooperative then I'm just like, okay, I can hash it out because I never <laughs> know right. when the, the one, like my time is up, you know? Okay. And, um, yeah. yeah, working really late at night though. Like I said, like up until midnight or 1am is the secret. Also <gasps> why I'm also like sleep deprived. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But now they, they will be at school. You will have more time for yourself. I'm looking forward to it. That's our that's our goal that I can work more quickly, like during the school. I mean, work yes. hours and then like be fully there and present by the time they come home yes. and not have to do both. So it seems like the yeah. perfect life almost. Gosh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, <laughs> with two accident-prone kids. Like, it's never that smooth sailing. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, I understand. It's never like a perfect line, you know. Yes. I'm grateful, though. Like, like this is the silver lining of, like, what we've been waiting for, for them to yeah. be in, like, a place where they're happy and healthy and 
you know, um, get the socialization, like I mentioned, and also Mm -hmm. for me to be able to manage my time better and also, like, invest more in me, right? Yes. Like, put on my makeup and go out to a crochet or a cafe to crochet for a change or, you know, just something where it's like I feel more human again rather than a zombie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I understand. I'm very admirative of you for that because sometimes I'm already overwhelmed with things that are happening in my life. So I'm very, I'm very admirative of you. Uh, I realize that I forgot to ask you, why did you choose the name Curious Papaya? So um, I've shared this part before in like a different podcast. So I'll try to add in like different facts. So it's a little different. <laughs> Um, well, at the time, uh, I was posting all of my creations on my personal Instagram, and then friends were like encouraging me to like, actually, you you should create an art account. Like, I think you could really do well in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want the commitment of like maintaining it, but okay, sure. So uh, originally, it was like Ami by Amy, like Ami okay. by Amy, a very common thing yeah. for like the craft by the name. Um, but then I started. I wanted to post other things that I was making, so not just crochet content. However, I quickly learned like how niche-based Instagram likes to be, and so I think it, it just benefited me to just keep it as one thing that I made. Um, so I was posting pictures of like my pottery and stuff like that, just things I was like dabbling in. Um, I like was working at a studio here in San Jose called Higher Fire. And anything where it's like you're taking your hands and you're molding things like it's like kind of like sculpting yarn in a way. So there's some similarities there. Tactile. Um, But yeah, once I started making Amigurumi, um, I well, oh, because I was posting um, pottery, too. That was when I decided on changing the name. But eventually I reverted back to just posting Amigurumi is what I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Curious Papaya came from the ideology of like, I want a name that is easy to remember. Um, yeah. Nothing against anyone who prefers to have, you know, numbers or underscores or like periods in their names and stuff like that. Um, but in the end, like, what is the easiest for people to type in and remember, right? Think yeah. about uh, like brand image and everything too. A lot of times having an effective logo is something that people can easily reproduce. If you were to hand them a pencil and ask them to redraw your logo, is it something that they recognize, right? And it's with the brand. So curious, like I came up with like two lists, one with all these adjectives and then another one with all these nouns. And I was trying to like combine things that actually made um, like ring like made me feel inspired and also I wanted to like you know capture the childhood childlike joy I could say um Mm -hmm. childlike curiosity even to how things work I was very like rambunctious and very Mm -hmm. curious as a child about how anything and everything worked I was always like touching things running up and down like the aisles and like glass would just fall off and I'd be like oh no I was that kid in the store. Um, <laughs> yeah, so very curious because I needed to see how everything worked, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I was like, 
I had all these kinds of adjectives. So like, you know, I even originally wanted to be like hello mellow or something. Hello mellow. <laughs> and then someone was like, that sounds like a fruit juice company. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was really a process of looking for yeah. your, name. your name. Something that sounded, something that was easy to remember and something that rolls off the tongue. You know, okay. and like papaya was just like a funky fruit that I remember such a clear memory of with uh -huh. my dad when um, it was like my first time seeing it. Um, and he was like, Amy, come here and like try this, you know, and I was like, what is this? It looks like rabbit poop in there. And, you know, I was like seven at the time or something. But then I ended up really liking it. And it's like one of my favorite foods today. Yes, I was about to ask that. Like, is it your favorite fruit? Yeah, and, and I think, like, um, it's because of that memory of, like, being hesitant about something, but giving it a try anyway. Oh, I love that. That was, like, a big thing about creating and, and posting my art. Um, so, yeah. like, it sounds, like, really, really deep, but really, it was <laughs> trial no. and error, and also what's available on the handle yes, on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I'm happy it turned out this way because I can't imagine my brand being anything else. Yeah, you know? it's just you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much because I was always wondering. <laughs> And I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> They're like, what is this? Why is your name? Like, what is this? <laughs> no, I think it's super fun and it's you. So it's perfect. Yeah, I, I started off like with... Um, like not having a logo for maybe mm. the first couple of years of the page. It was just a photo of like my recent creation. That was my profile mm -hmm. picture. Um, and then I made my first logo with like, you know, playful, bubbly text using Canva. Um, yes. And then eventually, like I was thinking, you know, when you think of like blue, blue bottle coffee, I'm not sure if you guys. Yes, in San Francisco, they are everywhere. Sure, you know, in Target. <laughs> or uh, McDonald's, or whatever, yes. these brands where you you know that they don't even have to have their name on the outside of the building, they have their logo, yes. and you know what store it is, um, slowly, like, I was like, you know, Gertrude was a part of another crochet along event that I um, mm -hmm. co-hosted with some friends, and that was, like, really what helped create my brand image to what it is today. Okay. Um, It was accidental almost, um, fig like finding out that like this spunky, cute little angry chick was gonna yes. be like what the face of Kier's Papaya would be. I I love it. It's so every time you show up in my feed, I know it's you because it's so yellow. <laughs> And it's funny because like I really only wear dark colors in person like i'm trying uh -huh. to change that this is actually the sweater that you made me. oh yes thank you so much for wearing it <laughs> i love it i get questions about it all the time and so thank you. it's thank nice you. to be able to brag about you know oh i have a friend who makes them you should check it out <laughs> thank you for the free advertising <laughs> well thank you so much for uh, answering this question because I'm sure our uh, listener will be very into that. <laughs> of course. And what would you say is the worst part 
of your job? So totally being real here, I mm-hmm. know myself and I'm very, um, I can be very like ambitious and, uh, you know, be like, I'm not going to let other people's comments get to me. But of course, I'm very yeah. sensitive to that as well. And yeah. It's been a great learning lesson and also it's helped grow my character too because there are days where like, oh man, one little comment or like someone who's unhappy about a pattern can get to me and it could really like tear me down. Very hot. But I've been like trying my best to live by this saying of like, if you're not willing to take advice from this said person, then don't mm-hmm. take their critique. And it's like so True. true. Yeah, yeah, like I realized I grew up in like facing a lot of criticism from like figures that were supposed to make me feel safe and loved. And that's kind of like a little bit about like, you know, family life and stuff. And um, I've learned to love them like my family members the way they are or like other mm-hmm. other figures in authority that I looked up to. Um, but I think that is why I realize oh I'm a lot more sensitive to critique than like and it takes you back to it when I think it is kind of like a trigger of like that way of reminding me of the times where I felt small or helpless and um in some ways like the resilience and like the ambition are they they were birthed out of that because I was like you know in a way I have to overcome that And so, yeah, it's like still a daily reminder, though, to myself that like you're always going to have people who are unhappy, but they're unhappy about everything. They're unhappy about having to wait a couple minutes for their coffee, you know, and the meanest comments, I guess, which are funny to me now are like um, they always tend to come from people who have to start off the beginning of their messages with. I have crocheted for so and so many years, and your pattern, blah 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 blah, blah doesn't make sense or uh-huh. something, something, right? Yeah. Um, but it's more comical now, where it's like this person in the UK was like threatening me, threatening me. They were like, "Okay, it's been three days, and I have not received my package," you know. And it was actually the wait, they ordered a pattern. It was what was that? Did they order a pattern? Uh, so, so it was the toilet paper crochet pattern. Yes. That they bought thinking was a package. And Etsy is notorious for having like these kinds of issues, right? Because people don't read or yeah. Anyway, (laughs) it was back when I had it listed for 30 cents as well. They were thinking they would receive a handmade ornament shipped to them to the UK. Obviously it's a misunderstanding, but like... (laughs) I had faced so many of those issues at that point. I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I have to adhere to Etsy's um, shop policy that I set up, that if it's a digital download, and for that matter, if it has been downloaded, like I yeah. cannot refund mm-hmm. this. And Come it's 30 on. cents. Yeah. Like, it would cost yeah. me more to refund it because of all the processing fees on top of that. Yes, 20 cents, by the way. Every time we do a refund. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every single time we do a refund, there's a little chunk that we lose. Yeah. So that's the one downside. So that's but... how you answer. You just like answer with the policy of your shop. I did. And most times people are understanding or like, you know, I see that it's like a first time buyer and I'm like, I'm going to pick and choose my battles. And um, 
it was an honest mistake and they're being really understanding and, and apologetic and I'm willing to yes. work with them on most days. It always depends on how they come to you. Sometimes I want to help them so bad just because they are kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's funny how, like, yeah, some people really think that being more aggressive or if they you start insulting you that they will get their way by bullying no. you into it. But the mean message was just, like, how, how dare you? Who do you think you are? It was, like, very character-based. And I'm like, we don't even know each other, but okay. Yeah. And they were like, I'm going to call in all caps lock. I'm going to call the American police on you. And then I remember, like, still, like, trying to maintain myself. But I was like, ma'am, comma, as a one-time courtesy, I would like to grant your, you know, cancellation request. However, please note that the American police will not do anything. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for this insight. Like, that he can help us you know, how to deal with it. <laughs> Maintaining professionalism is yes. very important because in the end, um, it only hurts yourself if you're going yes. to like snap at someone or, you know, and I mean, you know, if you do decide to stand up for yourself and you give them the sass that they are handing to you back, like yes. I'm all for it. I'm like, okay, like you do you. But in the end, like, you know, there's a lot of times where you have to, be the be stronger and and yes. the way you do that is making sure that you are feeling like full like this you know our Young imaginary power. bucket right mm. that that bucket is full like you are pouring into yourself um like self-care yes. self-love taking care of your mental health everything um so that you can handle these situations instead of yeah. responding back when you are feeling empty and like where you just snap back with yes. an attitude or just take some time. I think sometimes you read the the comments and I just take some time. I still get nervous about reading reviews that are left because um, granted, mm -hmm. like most people are very amazing and supportive and um, yeah. they if they have feedback on something that can be improved, I'm like, yes, share it, please. Yes. But it's also like I always make sure I'm in a really good place before I read it because it makes such a world of a difference in terms of how I walk away from reading him, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. And also it's important to say that 99% are positive. So it's crazy that 1% can sometimes like mess with your head. Right. We're looking, it's almost as if like we are looking for that one negative comment to like affirm our biggest fears about something we put out. Um, you know, and it says a lot about like how I look at like everyday life, you know, if that's how I operate with running this small business, facing yeah. those reviews. So it's a good reminder, like in and outside of the business world of like, am I looking for that one person to tell me I'm everything that I fear, you know, <laughs> or yeah. am I going to continue to find my worth and support and confidence in when I received my credit card disputes? Like that was oh, one of the yeah. hardest things at first, like about your website, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. another positive thing about Etsy or selling on another third party site is like mm -hmm. if somebody files a chargeback on their credit okay. card or like they file for fraud saying like, 
they never got the pattern or whatever, those websites will stand up for you. Whereas if it's your own website, you have to go through the whole process of sending in, you know, your proof of reaching out to customers and proof that your product did get delivered and downloaded or stuff like that. Um, Does it happen to you a lot? It surprisingly has happened, like knock on wood, that it doesn't happen (laughs) right after I talk about this. But it's happened at least four or five times now to me. That's crazy. It's like some people are just like, I've never heard of them. But then some of the people who filed like fraud against me after purchasing a pattern, um, Mm -hmm. I saw that they were like following me on every social media channel. And I like tried to reach out to them um, and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Was there a mistake? You know, um, all of that. Um, Whenever they do file file like those like chargebacks you actually get charged a fee for that though as like the seller okay. it's something like 30 dollars or something what so it's really what? annoying for a six dollars like pattern, pattern? And, and even like back then too my patterns were not even that much it was like half of that three dollars <laughs> okay so and, okay. plus the and, time and, yeah. you have to deal with that That's yeah cool. i never know it could be something so Thank you for letting letting us know. (laughs) I know the first couple of times it happened, like talking to other small business friends was like so helpful. And that's why I'm so grateful to have relationships with people through Instagram, you know, Um, because I learned a lot about how like people who create stickers, pins, all of that, they face way more chargebacks than we ever do. You know, and, and like, it's harder because, like, they're sending out physical products. And so people yeah. will buy a bunch of products common. and then cancel. So, you know, I guess it's just, like, it's very informative to know that this is not something, like, new. And, like, just to know how to better handle it. That's good to know, definitely. <laughs> so after talking about, like, all the crochet business and everything, what will be one advice you will give to someone who is listening who wants to start their their business sorry what would you say outside of good luck (laughs) (laughs) i think um finding your brand image is very essential if somebody Mm -hmm. looks at a picture of your creation without your watermark or anything can they tell that you are the designer and Sometimes we make things that are like popular and are trendy and so they look alike, right? But what Mm -hmm. is your unique touch that makes your work known? Like, um, mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Granny's Crochet Hook uh, is an account that I really admire. Um, Like nobody else can replicate those kinds of designs, right? I know for sure. Like this is the designer. Um, But you too, huh? we can really tell on your page we know it's you oh gosh oh thank you i yes (laughs) i change up you know my facial expressions time to time so i'm never sure if this is something that will uh like be received well um but that means a lot because that's always something i'm second guessing i know it's very hard because i'm still struggling with that so that will be your advice? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I have a lot of things I would love to share, but that would be the biggest one, like thinking of how you can be you. Um, yes. 
-hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much. What is the thing we can wish you for the future for for the future of your brain? Mm, wish me luck and uh -huh. hopefully I would love to work on like a crochet book one day, designing and um, crochet design book. Yeah, I, I really hope that um, I can find the right partnership and also... I'm sure it will happen. Oh gosh, you would, you know, I, I hope so. I totally I see so. you doing that. <laughs> I've gotten several rejections. So, oh, yeah. you know, there's that. And also like... But you always stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And... And when one door closes, another opens. And so that's what I am patiently yes. awaiting and also actively working towards. And sometimes it really helps to be rejected because, it, as you say, it takes you to the next thing. I really do think it's essential. Like everyone who's, who's aspiring for greatness in any way has to experience that at least a few times. I mean, to be honest, it's going to happen. Like... <laughs> A lot. Can you, before we leave, can you tell me about your uh, hot dog? He is um, uh, a pattern oh. I haven't finished writing yet. I yes, it. but he is my little no-so hamburger's friend. So, yeah, I've been excited to put this out. And I, I realized with my jumbo like food patterns, um, yes. the ones that are more catered towards like my Asian American heritage, like they are like fun to look at and they're fun to make for me but like typically things like the hot dog or donut that are more like worldwide known known mm -hmm. worldwide they do look better in terms of sales i love it when will it be released tbd hopefully by the end of next so, month i have to put it up for okay. testing soon if we follow you on instagram we can see all of that right Okay, so I will put all your links Absolutely. in the description. So pl please make sure to follow Curious Papaya. And thank you so much for being thank my first so guest. I hope it went well. I hope, you know, <laughs> people are going to like it. Yeah, no, I'm like, I, I realized I was like nervous talking. So I apologize <laughs> in advance. Uh, thank you for being with us and sticking around to join our little chat. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching or listening the Crochet Podcast. This was the first episode, so I had some technical issues I will get solved in the next episode. Every two weeks, I will have a new guest, so don't forget to subscribe, and I see you very soon. Bye-bye.